It must be Thursday. Welcome to Learning Unwrapped, the podcast about your most important life skill, learning. My guest today aspires to live in a world where women and girls believe in their dreams, raise their voices without fear, and run successful businesses. She currently leads an organization in Rwanda, Africa, whose vision is to create a world where women and youth are leaders in creating the changes they want to see in their lives and communities. She has an MBA from Oklahoma Christian University and a certificate in social enterprise management and impact investing from Monterey Institute of International Studies. I just love that title, impact investing. She is the interim executive director of Resonate. Please welcome Claire Uineza. Thank you, Nancy, for having me. Claire, it's so great to have you back here. I know I had interviewed you when Learning Unwrapped was an internet TV show, and I was really excited to get you back so that we could just have a one-on-one -on -one interview about the great work that you're doing and the organization Resonate. And I know now you're the interim executive director, but you were the country director prior to taking on this position, yes? Yes, correct. And how long have you been with Resonate? So in June, actually, I'll be seven years with Resonate. All of our listeners are going to want to look up this organization. It's resonateworkshops.org. Resonate offers workshops for girls and women in Rwanda, East Africa, aimed at building, and this is what I loved so much in looking at the website, building confidence so their voices can resonate. Thus, the name of your organization. So how did the organization get started? Resonate is a nonprofit social enterprise that unlocks leadership potential of women and girls in East Africa. It was started in 2013. We work primarily in Rwanda, but we do work also in Kenya, Uganda, and Tanzania. But our main office is based here in Rwanda. And as you might know, uh, gender equality is a, is a global issue. And for us to achieve gender equality, we also need to bridge the confidence gap among women. And the confidence gap is defined as women feeling less self-assured than men. And to succeed, we know that confidence matters as much as competence needed. Because the confidence gap translates into um, missing opportunity, economically speaking and um, socially speaking. So Resonate was launched to help women tap into their full potential, change the narrative so that they start seeing themselves as leaders so that we can tackle the confidence gap. We've developed short leadership training that builds women's confidence and urgency so that they feel confident to take a lead in creating uh, the changes that they want to see in their life and community. I love um, the idea that competence is not enough. You also need confidence. And as you were just saying, there's a quote on your website that says, the confidence gap for women is pervasive globally. And throughout East Africa, that gap translates to missed opportunities for social and economic advancement. That's what you were just telling us about. So tell us more about the research on that and Resonate's work in building confidence in women and girls. Yes. In 2019-2020, we did randomized control trial, RCT, with uh, researchers, independent researchers from Georgetown University, and our partner, uh, Care International Rwanda. And in that research, we wanted to understand, do people need training or do people need cash? And is also, is our training effective? If they are, 
how and which one. So this is a study that we surveyed uh, 456 women in Rwanda. So usually, you know, in the RCT or in the research, one group is not receiving any intervention, which is the control group. But in our case, the control group received cash instead of getting nothing. And then the two other groups, one group received our storytelling for leadership, which is our two-day workshop that helps participants to identify their values, to see themselves as leader and then build the confidence. And then another group received our professional development, which is um, how do you set a smart goal? How do you communicate and how do you seek out opportunity? With that, we started in August 2019. And then when it was time to do the midline survey, that's when COVID hit. And we were like, oh my God, we might not be able to see the result that we are looking for or that we were hoping to see at least. Right. Uh, like right. The research might be disrupted mm-hmm. because of the pandemic. But surprisingly, we were at the end of the research because it was a, a one year long research study. The result shows that uh, women who had gone under our uh, storytelling for leadership program are 67% more likely to speak up. If they have an idea, they'll be able to speak up. If they have anything to say, they won't shy away to expressing themselves and standing up for their idea. Yeah, then the control group. And those who went through our professional development earn 160% more income than the control group. Wow. And 31% more likely to achieve their goals. Yeah. So we did not see any change or any difference for people who received cash, which was equivalent to actually receiving the training. So that proved that actually when your organization are delivering a hard skills or other program, only that also, or when they're only focusing solely on providing hard skills or cash, they're leaving an impact on the table because you need to help people also change their mindset so that they can use the skills to actually turn into something great for them. I love that phrase. We need to continue impact on the table. You know, it's like, right, because you can just give out cash, but that's leaving the impact on the table. Whereas if you work to provide both the competence skills and the confidence, then you can really make a difference. Yeah, in combination, right? You're giving people the skills, the tools that they need, but also you're giving them the confidence, the leadership skills that they need to actually use the skills. Because an example, if you're teaching me entrepreneurship, and I've never seen anyone in my family becoming an entrepreneur, and I still have that belief that we don't do business, let's say in our family, then I might not use the skills, right? right? Versus if I have the confidence and the leadership feeling like no one in my family ever done this, but I'm confident that I can do this. I can try. And that's where our program complements our partner's program. And then we make, uh, we make sure that participants or women and girls not only have access to skills and education or like opportunity, but they have the confidence 
actually to tap into their full potential. It reminds me of, so I equate it to the work that we're doing with kids in schools where we're working with educators to design learner active technology infused classrooms, which is all about engaging kids and empowering them toward efficacy. And efficacy is being able to tackle any challenge, any problem with the confidence that you can find a solution, or at least you'll walk away better informed about why a solution wasn't possible. And I never thought about the effect that we're having on kids for building their confidence. Mm -hmm. What just popped into my head is we had one school, it was a small, somewhat rural Title I school, which means children are on um, free and reduced lunches. The test scores started to soar and they also provided a, and I think it's through the Gallup poll people, they provided a survey where they were able to gauge students' level of engagement, which also soared, and their level of hope, which also Mm -hmm. soared. And we just thought that was so powerful to say, if you work differently so that you're, you know, not only providing, in our case, the academic skills, but you're also providing that confidence, Mm -hmm. which then produces hope, which then mm-hmm. allows people to move forth and be efficacious. And that's exactly what you're doing. You're taking women and building efficacy in them to go out and change the world. So how did the pandemic affect your work at Resonate? We usually deliver our workshop in person, right? So when COVID hit with the lockdowns, um, so we had to pivot to actually delivering our training virtually, which is we tried delivering training through Zoom calls, phone calls as well, and also on WhatsApp. We are very fortunate because our team is very dynamic and smart women uh, who are willing to try different things, right? So we were trying all the different things to make sure that we reach our target population. So that's the pivot, how COVID affected us. At the beginning, we were mostly worried about the engagement and the the community that we build in our workshop because our workshop are more interactive right uh, at the end of the workshop people are laughing with each other they have built like a sense of community right so we were right with the online are we going to get that but our program team managed to do that uh, efficiently so i would say like in 2020 we we did not work directly with our target population because mostly because they're in the rural community and they couldn't access internet Mm. so we had to work mostly with the university students and young people who could afford to uh, use zoom of course we'll give them airtime, but they needed to have smartphone right right the connectivity the connectivity exactly but actually we train more than more people than we used to train and also we were very creative i guess innovative because also during the like last year in 2021 we launched our covid 19 recovery initiative because we knew that it was the right time to build the resilience and the, the confidence of the young people yes yes yeah so we, we, we launched our three initiative. Um, the results were really great. People started income generating activity. People were, were elected to be leaders in their community. Some got jobs. Yeah. So yeah. Powerful, powerful. So when women come to Resonate, what's their path? Like you've named several different types of workshops. Do people select? Do you counsel them? Like how do people know what they should take? 
Great question. So we work with our partners. So not individual women come to us. Instead, we work with organizations that focus on women empowerment and that are delivering either education or hard skills. And that way we make sure that we integrate our leadership and confidence building training. With that, though, our partner have a different, we have different programs that we offer. And uh, today I'll focus on the main two. I'll talk about our storytelling for leadership, which is building the self-confidence, but also our training of facilitators. With our new strategy, we, we want to reach 100,000 women women and girls uh, throughout East Africa by 2026. You'll crush that goal. <laughs> yeah. And we know that in order to reach that, we need to work through partners, organization that serves thousands of women. And we want to build capacity of the program team so that they can deliver our program in addition to their program. If an organization is providing, let's say, hard skills, people are learning a particular job skill, you would be a piece of that in that you would be coming in doing the work in the confidence building and helping women's voices to resonate. Exactly. Yeah. Got it. With the training of facilitators, we want our partner organization to be able to deliver our content. Our current team capacity, we cannot reach to a thousand people right now, right? But through our partners, if we train them to deliver our content, then we reach more women. So it's building capacity of our partner, but also reach out to more women. And as Resonant, we don't want to tell people, do this or be that, right? Our role, our mission is to help women and girls to actually discover who am I as Claire, if I'm a participant, right? What are my strengths? And discover my worthy. And then choose who I want to be. If I want to be an entrepreneur, then go be an entrepreneur. If you want to be a leader, go. If you want to be an artist, yes. So we don't want to tell participants be this and that. We want to help them realize their full potential and go for that. I'm sure you have many, many success stories, but do you have one in particular that you could share with our listeners? Uh, and that's a great question. We have so many impact stories and I wish I could share them. But today I'll choose to share uh, this one. Um, it's this young woman called Claudine, uh, 25 years old. Uh, last year, Claudine, she attended our workshop through a program called Rise and STEM, which is aiming at encouraging women or, and inspiring women to join and stay in the STEM field. STEM standing for science, technology, engineering, and mathematics. Um, at that time, when she joined our training, she was still a student and she had uh, an e-commerce application. But at that time, she didn't have the confidence to that she could run it. She was hoping to sell it. Uh, after our training, she realized that she actually has the ability to run a business. So she decided to start a business called Duhahe, an e-commerce platform. Claudine is now a CEO and has five employees. This is one of the many stories we have. And research has shown that when you invest $1 in a woman, it will result in $10 of impact. And Claudine is a perfect example. And imagine how many more Claudine would have if you invest in building confidence and soft skills in our, in our community. Right, because it sounds like she already had the hard skills, the job skills, but she didn't have the confidence to think, she could just make this her own company rather than selling it off to someone else 
and through Resonate, you took her there. What a wonderful trajectory you are creating for women. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Tapping into that full potential. Yeah. It didn't give her entrepreneurship skill. Instead, she decided that's what she wants to do. And she went for that. Right. So you mentioned that you work with partners. So I imagine then the partners are hiring you or how do you receive your funding? So we have two uh, revenue streams. One is partner will pay us to deliver the, the training or the workshop. That's number one. And another way that we generate uh, revenue is through funding. Most of our funders are based in the U.S. So where we raise funding to work with organizations that cannot afford to hire us to do the training and for us to work with the, our target population. We charge for services, not because we want to make profit or pay dividend, but it's our way for sustainability. We want to be able to run our programs because we've seen that it works. Can individuals donate to Resonate? Yes, individual can donate to Resonate. If you go on our website, which is www.resonateworkshops.org, there is a donate button. You can choose to be a one-time donor or you can choose to be a recurring donor. And your donation will be supporting women and girls in East Africa to tap into their full potential. And we will make sure that we put that uh, website link in the podcast notes. So if you are listening and interested in supporting Claire's work with Resonate in East Africa, you can just go to resonateworkshops.org, the link that's uh, in the notes. What in your background and experience led you to join Resonate? What, what got you here? Growing up, I was fortunate to be raised by a strong and resilient mother who told me that I could do anything I wanted if I put my effort and mind to it. Now, I'm just going to pause right there and say I cannot emphasize enough how important that is for parents and particularly mothers of girls to do exactly that, to say you can be anything you want. And that's a wonderful thing. So kudos to your mom. Yes. Yes, and she's proud of the woman I've become because of her guidance and her support. Because my family lost my father when I was young, so I watched my mother raising all five of her children by herself. You can imagine what that feels like, right? Right, right. And seeing my mom doing that, and with our culture and society that do not naturally value women's worth and power. And how my mother showed me that women are capable of leading and achieving greater things, and they can do that lifting others, right? That was my first source of inspiration, doing the work that I do today. And secondly, I would say also, because I was an ambitious young woman who wanted to grow professionally, I was also fortunate to have an incredible leader who believed in me and gave me an opportunity to show my ability. Her belief allowed me to try things I hadn't ima imagined myself capable of doing. She could see something that I wasn't able to see in myself, even though I was like, I knew where I was going, right? And when she gave me uh, the job as operation manager at that time, was when I joined Resonate, she told me she could see me being the country director at one point of Resonate. And to be honest, I didn't believe that. I, I couldn't even envision it, right? right? Right. But yeah, here I am as interim executive director and I can fully own my 
role as an organization leader. That's and, fantastic. And as you said, my dream is to see every woman and girl, regardless of their parents' economic status, background, or education level, believing in themselves and pursuing that dream and tapping into their full potential. I firmly believe women have the power and the potential to lead the change they want to see in their life and community. And my work with Resonate aligns with my passion for helping and supporting other women and girls to unlock their potential and build the confidence to be the agent of change and to be the best version of themselves. And it sounds like you're certainly doing that. And do you believe if there are girls who are raised in families unlike yours, where perhaps they are getting the message that they're a second-class citizen, do you believe that your work can pull them up out of that? Definitely, because that's what we do. I would say, I'll talk a bit about like what we do that helps them actually believe, even though you're coming from um, a disadvantaged uh, background, you can still reach your dream, right? Because one of the things that we do in our workshop is to help participants identify their values and how those contribute to making decisions in their life and understanding their strengths and how they have already accomplished so much in their life and how much more they can accomplish, right? Most of the time, people come to our training feeling like, I don't have anything to offer, right? I'll give you an example of a woman called Odette. She attended our training. She had divorced and she had children uh, who were like malnourished. And at that time, she felt like, one, I'm a divorced woman. There is nothing to be proud of because of even the community we live in, how society see women uh, who have divorced. And her children were malnourished. But after our training, she also realized that in spite of that, she has the power or she has the ability to start a business, right? She started making uh, soaps, started selling them, and eventually she was able to afford rent, send her kids to school, afford health care. And that was the belief, the mindset shift. That's fabulous. You know, you'll have to let me know because around the holiday times in December, Uh, One of the Mm -hmm. things we do is we purchase for our employees some items from organizations where, you know, people have really overcome the odds against them and have created their own businesses and have shined. So, uh, or is that shown? I'm not sure. And so you have to let me know, shoot me an email around the holidays to let me know where should we be putting our money to help some of these women who've started their own businesses. How can parents and organizations help girls and young women have that confidence to raise their voices? Thank you for all of your hard work in this area. It's clearly a very worthy organization and uh, what you're doing is powerful. What advice would you give to parents and organizations to help girls and young women have the confidence to raise their voices? Yeah, Uh, I'll answer that using my mommy's story because When I was a kid, I wanted to be a pilot, but my mom wanted me to be a doctor, which means when I was in high school and it was time for me to decide which course I should take. uh, So my mom was telling me, you should go do medicine because you should be a doctor. It would be easier for for you to get a job. I was like, I want to be a pilot. So uh, me and my mom had a conversation and my mom ended up telling me, if that's what you want, go for it. Obviously, I did not become a pilot, but 
at least my mom allowed me to make decision, allowed me to have a conversation with her about the decision that I wanted to make in life. So I will encourage parents to have conversation with daughters or with their children and allow them to speak up and give them opportunity to meet other people, to participate in activity that allow them to engage with other people, to practice their public speaking, also networking skills. Also, parents should remember that children are watching them. So whatever you're doing as a parent, we see our parents as role models. So if they take spaces, then we grow up feeling like, yeah, it's okay to take spaces. It's okay to be this and this. That's really important advice. Children are watching you. And I love the idea that even though we may feel that we've lived longer, we're wiser, we we see the future more clearly, just putting that on a kid is going to do nothing. But engaging your child and talking about what their passions and dreams and visions are and you adding to the conversation, it's like, let your child decide where they want to go and support them in that. Mm-hmm. As for organization, uh, I'll also use Resonate as an example. Uh, I resonate when it is time to do a strategic planning, whether you're an intern or whether you're a full-time employee, we give them space to come and contribute, right? And that gives space for people to contribute. And you'll be surprised, actually, how great ideas they provide, those that you consider junior staff or like intern. So I'll encourage organization to involve the junior staff in the, in the conversation for the organization and also uh, having a conversation with them about personal and professional growth because uh, it benefits both the person and the organization. You know, we use the Myers-Briggs personality inventory in our work with teachers to really look at how they work with one another, how they work with students, et cetera. And, one of four couplings of letters. So the first is where you get your energy from. If you're an E, extroverted energy seeker, you get your energy from other people and engaging with them. We often say E's tend to think with their mouths. So when there's a question on the table, like what should the organization do about, the E's are going to start talking right away, even if, like I'm a huge E, so I might start and say, oh, we could do this and that. Wait, wait, no, then that wouldn't work. No, let's do this. So I'm thinking through it verbally, whereas Mm -hmm. for the eyes, they tend to get their energy from their internal world and their ideas. So an Mm -hmm. eye would much rather think through the answer before they speak, and Mm -hmm. they don't want to just jump in on the spot. So what often happens at at a table, you know, like at the boardroom, if you will, that the E's are just, you know, talking away and the I's have no space to Mm. put their voices in. So we often talk about having go rounds where everybody first, you just pause and think, jot your ideas down on paper and then go around the table or having those opportunities for everyone's voices to be heard. And to me, it parallels with this, whereas men have been used to running businesses, being in charge even from when you think about society being in charge of the family, making the decisions, et cetera. And that comes more naturally for them. For women, this is new space in many cases. And so the idea of organizations ensuring that they are leaving open those spaces for women to be able to have their voices heard will help them. And yes, you just might get some fantastic ideas from women. 
Yeah, you definitely get great ideas because sometimes they have great ideas and they keep them to themselves. And it's that confidence piece that you're sitting there thinking, oh, you know, I have an idea, but well, it's probably not that good. So you don't have that confidence to put it out there. Yeah. And when you ask them to share their opinion, then because they don't have any other choice, they share it. And it's an amazing idea, right? You know, interesting, I, I'm going to play off the Myers-Briggs again. There was a study done years ago, and I, I don't have all of the facts on it, but a, a woman by the name of Carol Gilligan wrote a book called In a Different Voice as a part of it, and it was talking about gender differences. She had reviewed a research study that indicated that boys were better at science than girls. And mm -hmm. she was questioning, like, I don't think that's right. But as she reviewed the data as to how the study was conducted, groups of boys and groups of girls were given a problem to solve. And I don't remember the exact problem. For some reason, it comes to mind that it was something to do with a nuclear power plant. Where would you put this nuclear power plant? And the boys, the groups of boys immediately came up with answers and had solutions. And the girls weren't getting to those solutions. So the researcher inaccurately presumed that girls just aren't as good at science. But what Carol showed was that couldn't be farther from the truth that boys tend to go for the, this is the right answer, this is the right thing to do, that's the solution, here we go. Girls tend to be much more concerned about how any particular solution is going to impact other groups. So the girls are trying to figure out, well, if we put it there, well, how's that going to impact the wildlife, the ecosystem, the people in the community? And so they're doing all this further research on kind of like the resonating impact, if you will, and the boys already came up with the answer. So it was a great book. And I, like I said, I think it was in the 80s, but it pointed out that in many cases, girls and women are spending a lot of time thinking of all of the different ways in which this particular solution is going to have an impact, which means they're more likely to come up with what we refer to as the unintended consequences. You know, mm -hmm. if we do this, mm, it might cause this to happen. And so clearly getting some of those women around the table could end up with some very well thought out ideas. Yeah, because they don't look at themselves alone. They also look at the community. What kind of impact can we create? Yeah. Yes. All right. So let's unpack the learning. What advice would you give to women and girls for them to make their voice resonate more loudly? Yes, I would say, girl, you have it. Uh, you have all it takes. Believe in yourself, in your dream, however crazy you think that dream is. It will come to a reality if you pursue it. Remember to ask for help if you don't know what to do or if you're tired. And lastly, find a great support system, uh, mentors, because they will guide you. They would help you believe in yourself when you're down and they will take you to another level. Fantastic. Let your voice resonate. Yes, let your voice resonate. Claire, I can't thank you enough for coming back to the show and, and uh, being my guest today. It's always wonderful to hear about Resonate and the work that you're doing. So thank you for all you're doing. And to our listeners, you know, resonateworkshops.org. We also have the link in the show notes. And Claire, I wish you the best as you go forward. Thank you so much, Dr. Nancy, for having me. It's always a pleasure speaking with you, learning from you, learning unwrapped. Wishing you all the best as well, and I hope we keep in touch. Thank you. Yes, till we meet again. Well, that's a wrap. I'm glad you could join me. 
I hope you'll subscribe, like, and share this podcast and help me spread the word about the power of learning. Till next time.